Welcome to Design Hacks for DIYers. I'm your host, Jackie Norton, creator of DIY Design My Biz, and I'm here to help you take on making your own business graphics. Why? Because I believe that all businesses deserve to look amazing, attract their dream client, and to communicate their value, even if they don't have the budget for a great designer just yet. I've been working with incredible businesses for years as their trusted graphic designer, but now it's time to flip the tables. I want to share with you my pro design hacks so that you can confidently build your own beautiful visual brand and graphics. Let's do this. Well, hello and welcome to the third episode of Design Hacks for DIYs. I only released this podcast last week and I have been absolutely blown away by the support and the way that you guys have got around things. And I just hope that it's been such a helpful podcast for you so far. There is going to be hopefully hundreds of episodes still to come. So make sure you keep tuned. And I think that um, the more that you listen to this and the more you um, start implementing the different things that I'm teaching you, the more that you'll be able to feel really confident as you're designing your own graphics. If you're new here, hello, my name is Jackie. I'm so keen to have you joining me. Um, This is going to be a fun little 20 minute segment. um, And I'm excited to chat to you today because this is a really good one. This one is all about time. Now, what I have found with a lot of my students or yet to be students, business owners that are doing their own graphics, they feel really frustrated because design is just taking them so long. They sit down at Canva and they like, they start doing the graphics and they either just get overwhelmed or it takes them 15 times longer than it needs to. And if you are running your own business, you will know that it you don't we're not we're not looking for things to do that there is enough things to spend our time and we're not looking to waste extra time somewhere else so the last thing we want is to be wasting time designing these graphics and so I think a lot of people end up with the conclusion that I don't have time to design my own graphics and some of the time that is absolutely the truth but other some of the other time you actually do have time to design the graphics that is taking you way longer than it needs to. It shouldn't take you an hour to design a social media post. It should take you 10 minutes and then you should be able to get back into the world and out on your social media and doing the fun things and doing the stuff that you really, really love. So today I want to chat to you about how you can save some time when you're DIYing your own graphics. I'm going to talk to you through four things that you're doing that you might be wasting time on right now that I want to help you stop. Um, And also my tips on cutting back your design um, time and and where it is okay to spend time designing, because obviously at some points there are things that are going to take you a bit longer. Um, so I want to chat to you about what those things are and um, how you can do those really well as well. So let's get started today. How can we save time when we're designing? The first thing that I find that people really struggle with when they're designing and what really, really drags out how long it's taking them is that they have a lack of clarity. So clarity when designing a graphic is really important. Clarity around why you're designing the graphic, who that graphic is for, and what you're trying to communicate. So say, for example, you are hosting an event um, in a couple of weeks' time. You're hosting an event that's going to teach people. I use this example a little bit, so if you've had it before, please ignore it. But um, you're teaching people how to jump. You are a jumping specialist. You want to teach people how to jump and how to do that really well. And you're going to run an event on how to do that. So you're thinking, I'm going to design a social media post and a few graphics to help promote this event. Now, you need to, before you even jump onto Canva, you need to be super sure about why you are hosting this event. You need to be super sure about who this event is for, and you need to be super sure about 
what you need to communicate to help people come along. So I'm going to step you through each part of this and hopefully it'll help you get a bit of an idea of how you can build clarity in your own graphics. So if you've got an event, you obviously want to be thinking about the date of the event, the cost of the event, but also things like what's the event called? Um, What do people actually learn when they get to the event? And one of my most important things is who is the event for? Who do you want coming to this event? It's not it's not everyone in the whole world. You've, you've obviously hopefully worked out your target audience, so who your business is for. And even within that, is there specific people that need this event more than others? If you've already run a workshop on how to jump, you probably don't want the same people coming to that workshop again, so you're ruling out them. You obviously want to be probably talking to people that already don't know how to jump, so thinking through all those different things about who you're wanting to talk to and what your purpose or your message is. So Say, for example, you were creating a social media post to advertise this event. We want to think about the purpose. So I kind of just gave it away then. The purpose is to advertise the event. Now, within your advertising, say say your advertising window, say you have about five different graphics that are going to go up over about five, five weeks or something. The first graphic might be like an announcement graphic. The next graphic might be an informational graphic. The next graphic might be, um, so by informational, I mean teaching them, t- telling them what the details are, like um, five o'clock at the Rising Sun Hotel. Like, you know, like thinking through what, what dates and then what information people need to know. The next one might just be a simple quote post or a testimonial from someone who completed the event last time, thinking through the different pieces of information you want to be able to communicate. And it might not all be in the one graphic. Um, The second last post might be another post about the information. And the last post might be a um, tickets book, book, like the last chance to buy tickets today. So thinking through all the different things you want to communicate. This will help you build clarity so that when you sit down in Canva to smash out your graphic, you're not thinking, oh, what am I going to do? What do I need to say? Oh, I just feel like I'm saying the same thing as last time. You've built a plan. You've maybe sat down with a piece of paper beforehand or a Google Doc or whatever you do to plan. And you've written out a bit of an, a, a battle plan about why you want to communicate what, what you're communicating, who it's communicating to, and what you need to communicate to them. Um, a big part of what you want to communicate to them is hierarchy. So if you don't know what hierarchy is, hierarchy is, in design at least, it's the idea of communicating like a bit of a journey or a story to the person who is looking at your graphic. So say, for example, you're doing this jumping event. The first thing you want to communicate is jumping. You want you want people that are interested in learning to jump to see this graphic and for that to jump out. Nobody, I didn't mean to say jump again there. <laughs> so you, you want to make sure that maybe learn to jump. If you had a copywriter, hopefully better than that. Um, learn to jump um, as, as the key part of the information for that graphic. That that's, that's the biggest piece of text. That's the most important thing you want to get out there. You might pair that with a picture of someone jumping and a big piece of text saying learn to jump. The next thing is you want to take them on a visual journey. So once you've gotten their attention through the want to learn to jump kind of statement or learn to jump, then that's when you take them on a journey of what else they need to know. Do they need to know the time of the event? Do they need to know the cost of the event? Do they need to know how to book the event? All of those that, those three pieces of information I just said there, the time of the event, the cost of the event, and how to book the event, all sh- all should be taken to them with them on a journey. So firstly, they should probably know the time of the event because if they can't make it, there's no point knowing how much it costs. Then they want to know how much it costs because if they can't, if they can make it and they're interested in learning to jump, they need to know how much it costs. And then after they've already they've worked through those three pieces of information, then it's time to lead them to how to book. So that might be saying book now via my website. 
simple call to action like that. Those taking them on that journey of the largest piece of heading, the largest piece of text first, and taking them down through the information in the order that they need it is all about hierarchy, and that's a really great part of design. It's not just about looking pretty; it's about taking someone on a journey and communicating to them what you want to communicate to them. So make sure that before you start doing a graphic, you're really gaining that clarity. You're thinking about what is the message I want to convey, and how am I going to convey this really, really clearly to the people that I want to communicate it to. You're not communicating to your boyfriend's mum or your cousin's little niece. You're talking to your specific audience and it needs to make sense to them wherever they're at in your journey. So say, for example, if, if we could take it a step further and say, uh, I, I'm going to run this event, but it's only for people that have been following me for a few months or it's for brand new people. Whatever that is, you want to think about who, where someone is on their journey with you. Are they discovering you for the first time on a notice board or a Facebook ad? Or are they coming across this graphic because they've been following you for a few months on Instagram? Therefore, you don't need to introduce yourself because they already know who you are. So thinking through where someone is on that visual, on, on that not visual journey, on that journey, that customer journey, I guess with you is another thing to consider as well. So that's the first thing, lack of clarity. So I want you to sit down before you start any design, particularly if it's an import, a, a, a quite a, a juicy, meaty kind of design and think about these four things, the purpose of the design, the message you want to convey and the hierarchy around that who you're talking to, and also this last thing that I'm going to mention as well. Before I mention this, though, I just quickly want to add, even if you're doing just a a quote post on your social media that's not relevant to any other thing, you're just filling in your socials with, with a cute quote post, that still has all of these things to consider. What is the purpose of it? It's the purpose is to build connection with your audience. The purpose is to um, be relatable to your audience. The message you want to convey might be to inspire them or um, to, to share something with them that's going to educate them. And who are you talking to? You're talking to your Instagram followers if you're posting on an Instagram. So these, these things are really relevant to think about. This gaining this clarity is really relevant whether you are doing it for just a quick post on your socials, whether it's an event poster, whether it, whatever it is, you want to make sure you're thinking about the purpose, the message, and who you're talking to. And on that, I want you to also think about your brand visual rules. So what are your brand colors? What are your brand fonts? What is your brand style? Getting clarity around that first is going to really, really help you push into um, being a much quicker designer. I'm going to go into this a little bit more soon, so I'm going to move back on that for a second, but keep an eye out, keep an ear out, I guess, when I come back to that in a minute. The next reason that designs might take you longer is not doing any planning. So this kind of is a little bit referencing what I've just mentioned of planning what your graphic is going to be. So to do this, I don't recommend, so I'm not going to say to you that you need to get out a sketch pad and totally organize what you're going to say. You don't have to like purpose, purpose, perfectly write out every single piece of text and work out the exact layout you're going to do in the exact color, every single element and perfectly like paint this design before you even jump onto Canva. That's not what I mean by planning. What I mean by planning is sitting down and actually just thinking about what am I communicating, gaining that clarity, like I've just mentioned, and kind of just jotting down some ideas. So what I recommend, it would be a lot easier if this podcast was visual, but what I would recommend is getting out a sketch pad or just a scrap piece of paper or on your iPad or anything you can use to, to draw something-ish um, and just grab a pencil. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. And say, for example, you're doing a social media post. What I want you to do is draw a square. 
because that's what your social media post shape is going to be. Then I want you to think about the pieces of information that are going to be on this graphic. So whether it's a quote, whether it's advertising an event, whether it's advertising your course, whatever it is, think about what text is going to be on it. Now, I don't want you to have the exact copy written down. You can, absolutely. But if you don't, I just want you to just put like a squiggle, a large squiggle to represent where your heading would go. And then you might want to have a picture, say for our jumping event was a picture of a person jumping. And you just put like a square or a circle where you would have on, on your inside your little square, you'd have your squiggle for your text and then like a little circle or something for where you want your picture or your photo or your person to go. Then you might do a a little a smaller squiggle down the bottom, then that might be your call to action. Then you might do a little circle with a squiggle inside that. That's going to be your pricing. Whatever it is, start thinking about how you can visually plan out and lay out your graphic before you even get onto the computer. This will really help you. And you might think, Jackie, that's going to take me so much extra time. It doesn't. It actually frees you up because before you feel limited by the by the Canva tools, by being bombarded with all the templates, being thinking about all this stuff, you've got your main concept down. You've thought about it. You've planned it. All it has to be is like this really rough square. It doesn't even have to be a real square, just a squarish shape with a couple of squiggles to represent your different pieces of text and a circle or a square to represent where you're putting a photo. And that's just going to help give you some direction. It's going to help you feel more confident that when you open up Canva, you kind of have some idea what you're doing. So that's the first thing is is is, is try to plan your graphic. Um, that's just going to help you to, to, to feel really confident as you open up Canva and start designing. It's kind of annoying and you don't have to do it every single time, but trust me, it is totally worth it. And it will be a five minute process of sketching that will take a lot of time off your hands when you actually get into Canva. The third thing I wanted to mention to you about why design takes so long is, so the first one was clarity. The second one was not planning. The next one is not doing any research. So by research, I just mean not doing heaps of different research, but just researching maybe what language you're going to use, maybe researching what kind of photos you want to use, um, maybe researching the people you're talking to, just kind of getting your head around things a little bit so that you don't just feel overwhelmed and already drowning before you start even designing. Um, this doesn't have to be a massive process either, um, but just thinking about and doing a little bit of research around what you're graphic is going to be and, and who it's for is going to help you down this process. And then finally, the fourth thing the fourth thing that you want to avoid to be wasting time doing your graphics is spending time on the least important things. So once you're inside Canva and you're designing your graphic, please, 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 please avoid scrolling for like 20 minutes down the stock photos or avoid scrolling for 30 minutes just trying to pick the perfect font. It will take you way too much time and probably not be an, an much of an improvement that your graphic has taken you way too long and you're just getting over it and all you did was pick one font. Um, so try to not spend time on the, the, the kind of the trivial things. It is important to pick a good font, but this should be done earlier in the process. This should be done when you are choosing your brand style guide um, that's done at the, when, you're, when you're actually first creating your brand and you're not having to pick a new font for every event you're running. You're just picking the same font that you've already outlined in your brand style guide. Again, I'm going to go to this in a minute. Um, but in essence, it's really important just to, to, to stop yourself wasting time. So if you are jumping into Canva and you've started a graphic and you just notice yourself scrolling or you notice yourself changing things back and forward and back and forward over and over again, stop yourself and say, if it was me, I'd say, hey, Jackie, is what I'm doing right here really that important? Is it is it going to be making a massive difference in my business 
or am I just kind of procrastinating a little bit here? Because chances are, if it's just a quick social media graphic, yes, you could probably find a better font, but maybe you can't. So maybe just leave it rather than trying to waste heaps of time when you could be spending that on something more important for your business. Hopefully that makes sense. So how can we then avoid these things? I've mentioned how to avoid most of them, but I wanted to chat more about the style guide kind of thing, because that's a really, really, really big one for saving you time. So what I want to say is if you haven't thought about this before, and if you have, stick with me. When we have a a brand, when we have a business, we have a brand. So we have a business, we have a brand. You can have your um your your speaking your your brand voice how you show up how you talk how you write and um, that's your brand voice you can have a brand um, like feel so how people feel when they come across their, your brand do they feel excited do they feel like it's professional what is the brand kind of feel and you can also have a visual brand so what do things look like what are the colors that they're seeing what are the fonts that they're seeing what is the style that they're seeing and that's what's called a, um, a visual brand and so when we're creating our, our visual brand we want to make for ourselves selves, our, our DIY designer selves, a set of brand rules. Now, these brand rules aren't to restrict us and make us feel like we've got no options, but at the same time, they are because having no options is going to save you so much time. So the point of brand rules is that you have a set of maybe two or three fonts that you always come back to. You have a set of maybe three to six colors that you always come back to. You have a style of photograph that you always kind of use. That you find the same kind of stock photos. You have the same kind of layout that you always choose. So maybe, for example, you have a really um, basic kind of looking design. You like using just flat colors, putting some nice text over the top of it um, and putting a photo there. And that's your kind of design style. Or maybe it's something really complicated and it's lots of watercolor and it's got lots of gold and foil and that kind of thing. Think Thinking about what your design style is. So when we've kind of worked out what our fonts are and our colors are and our um, style is, then we can create this visual brand rules that you can keep coming back to whenever you design. Now, the beauty of this is not only that um, your audience begins to totally recognize you and fall in love with you and build loyalty with you because they are understanding what you're putting out there and it's super consistent. Check out my first episode if you want to look more into that. But what it is actually doing is saving you so much time because no, imagine this, you open up Canva, you don't have to look at fonts, you don't have to look at colors, you don't have to look at styles, you don't have to look at templates because you already have this set of rules and you just go to that same font that you always use. You just play with those same three colors that you use and work out which one works best for this graphic. It saves you heaps and heaps of time and heaps of time not wasted on those menial things like I mentioned before. Um, So those things, it can be tricky because some people feel like it's getting repetitive and monotonous and boring, but it's actually not. It's it's building that consistency, that cohesiveness, that trust with your brand. And it's so worth it, not only for that, but also for the time that it will save you. Now, when you're doing this, make sure that you're thinking about your target audience and making sure that you're creating a set of brand rules that your target audience will love. What What colors will they love? What fonts will they love? Again, I've explained this in another podcast, so I won't go into it too much. But in essence, create a set of rules and stick with them. And that will save you so much time when you're creating your graphics. All right, let's move on. I've blabbered long enough on that one. So I mentioned at the start that I would also chat to you about some things that you should spend time when you're designing. Um, And those things 
are really working out what, what I said first of working out your original brand and, and setting those brand rules in place. That's something you should definitely spend time on. And that might take you a few hours and that is okay. It might take you a day or two, um, but that is okay because the time it will save you in the long run and the frustration it will save you in the long run will be totally worth it. So the first thing you want to make sure you spend time on is nutting out your original brand style. The second thing you do want to spend time on is what I mentioned earlier as well, is plan your graphic, plan the message, plan the text, plan the hierarchy, plan um, who's going to see it, plan those things out before you get too far in because that will give you so much clarity and save you time. The next thing you want to do is to take time to move elements and 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 like to experiment. That's what I'm trying to say. Spit it out, Jackie. You want to take time to experiment. So when you're designing a graphic, I want to encourage you that you will not get it right the first go. Even from your sketch, even if you use a sketch, you probably won't use anything like that sketch that I, I said I said that you should plan at the start for your final graphic. That is just there to assist you to get started, to give you some clarity before you get going. But when, when you're actually designing, take time to experiment. If a color's not working, try a different color in your color palette. If the layout doesn't feel balanced or clean or um, like it makes sense, then tweak things around, move things around, move the, the heading from the bottom to the top or to, from the left to the right or from over the top of this photo to over top of a different photo. Thinking about experimenting, changing the size of things, changing the placement of things, that's going to really, really help you to find the perfect end design. I shouldn't have said perfect there. I don't believe in perfect, especially with design, because there's no perfect answer. There's just really great. Um, and so, but, but when you're designing, don't be afraid to just tweak things back and forward, back and forward, moving them around until it looks right. I don't know if you ever played Scrabble or like upwards, but sometimes when I get given my my like seven letters to play with, I have to like move the letters around so they start to start to see what other words it could be made out of. I don't know if that makes any sense, but so say if there was the arrangement was W E R T Y, then I would move like the W to the to the back and the Y to the front, and I'd be like, oh, that's starting to spell year. Maybe I should move this other word around. Like <laughs> that was a real big tangent, but in essence, moving things around when we're designing and just experimenting and playing with things is going to really help you to see things in a different way and find the best solution for the graphic that you're trying to create. So, do spend time experimenting, but don't spend too long seeking for this perfect, elusive design, elusive kind of layout. Perfect isn't really a thing. Per- uh, like There's exact answers with math, but there are not exact answers with design. There are, might be multiple, multiple, multiple hundreds of ways that you could design a graphic and it'd be great. So don't get caught up in your head about that, but don't be afraid to experiment at the same time. See if you can find something that makes sense. Thinking about making sure that it's really clear to your audience and thinking about the hierarchy of your messaging is there. But what I do want to say is that it is good to spend time designing certain things. So say, for example, you are printing out 10,000 flyers that are going to be handed out to your whole town. You can spend a few hours designing that graphic because you want it to be as probably as good as possible. And that is okay. Some things demand that time. Some things demand as close to perfect as you can get. Make sure you show it to a couple people, ask for their opinion, preferably someone in your target audience. Make sure you're experimenting with different things. Make sure you're trying, asking people if that message makes sense, all those different things. So spend time. If it's a really important graphic for your business, spend time on it. Don't, don't, don't feel bad that, oh, this is taking me a few hours. That's okay because, because the outlay is allowed to be large because the re- reward will hopefully be large. But I want to warn you that things like one social media graphic, unless it's advertising a really, 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 really important event or a massive launch, they don't, you don't need to spend more than 20 minutes on it. Uh, once you have your brand style, you should be able to just whack, whack out an image, 
really, really quickly. And when it's just a quick social media post, done is better than perfect. You don't want to waste time, valuable business time on wasting time on something that's just going to be seen or scroll past for a little bit, maybe help connect with a couple of clients, but it's not there to really um, move your business forward. It's there as a kind of a, a filler and those are totally okay, but they don't deserve an hours of your time. So make sure you don't get caught up um, wasting too much time on social media stuff. What I also want to say on that, if you're doing social media stuff or lots of little small graphs, graphics, make sure you batch. So batching is the idea that you maybe open up Canva and you design 10 different social media posts at once. So maybe you've planned out your next couple of weeks of of social media posts. Maybe you're doing some quotes, you're doing some teaching posts, you're doing an introduction post, whatever that is. If you are looking for social media post ideas, I do actually have a freebie on my website that you might love. Um, That's just at www.whitedeer.com.au forward slash freebies. And there's 10 social media post ideas you can try there. That was a tangent. Um, But pretty much if you are sitting down and designing your own graphics, sit down and batch your social media posts. So sit down and create 10 posts at the same time. This will save you a lot of time because you're not having to go in and out, in and out, in and out of that mindset, in and out of actually the program, in and out of saving the graphics. You're just going to be able to sit down for an hour, smash out all of these posts and then you are good to go. You can focus on anything else in your business because the next few weeks of social media is sorted. So make sure you're always batching and that's not just batching with actual posting, it's batching with actual sitting down and doing the designs. So those are the main points I wanted to get across to you today, that 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 design doesn't have to take you as long as it does. And yes, it will come with practice and yes, you will absolutely get quicker the more you push into this. But make sure you're you're doing those things that I suggested. And just as a recap, the first one was making sure that you build clarity the next thing was making sure, so that was clarity around your message, the purpose of the design, the hierarchy, who you're talking to. Plus, you also want to be thinking about um, making sure you're planning, making sure you're doing the research and making so- making sure you're not wasting time reinventing the wheel every graphic. You're following your brand style guide every time instead of making those decisions each time you're doing a graphic. Um, but then also making sure that you're spending time experimenting. You're spending time working out that original brand and you're spending time planning your graphic. Um, so I hope that's helpful for you. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I would love to know what tips you have around um, what you, you've found that helps you save time when you're designing. I'd love you to, to maybe even comment Maybe, or you can chuck me an Instagram message um, at White Deer DD. And I would love to know maybe what's taking you longer than you wished it would and what tips I can, I, if I have any extra tips for you, I would love to give you some more personalized help on that. Um, and also maybe some tips here yeah, that, that you've found really helpful. So thank you for joining me today. It's been a blast having you on the other end. Um, and I hope this has been really, really pivotal for you as you save time doing your own graphics. Well, you don't have to be sad. This episode is over. There is more. I would love to see you over on my Instagram at WhiteDearGD and we can chat, we can catch up, you can see what's going on, you can see all the different tips. Plus, if you'd like more freebies or more information or more help, just head to my website at whitedeer.com.au. See you next week.